0: We want to see you all over on YouTube, so check us out at Backyard Gardens TV to watch our podcasts and other gardening videos. Let's say that you have looked at your garden and you've looked at the state of the world and you've decided food security is an issue. Well, let's ask this. Can you fix it in a single season? Can you be more secure in a single season? Right here on the Backyard Gardens podcast.
1: To have a good harvest, one must plant good seeds. And must also use the right kind of fertilizer. The carrots have grown large and firm. How good they will taste.
0: Welcome to the Backyard Gardens podcast, where we talk about all things gardening. We are your host, Ben in Batavia, and you can find me gardening in the country.
1: And you'll find me gardening in the city. Get ready as we dig deep into this
0: wonderful world of gardening, where we learn to grow and grow for change. All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us. If you'd like to support our show, please check us out on Patreon. Two free episodes a month, amongst other benefits. And if you don't want to spend anything and you just want to enjoy us, come check us out on YouTube. It will support us. And um, t-shirts and Amazon links and all that stuff are below if you feel so inclined. Thank you so much. Without you, we cannot continue to create this show and all the content we do for you. And we're here to help you. And we're here to help you with your food security today. So, I hope you guys enjoyed Soylent Green if you finally went to go watch it now that we've totally spoiled it. So, <laughs> there's that. <laughs> um, so, food securities. In case you're new, two things. One, we recommend you watching Soylent Green. We have posted in YouTube, Instagram, and Patreon links to go watch it for free. So, please watch that because it will kind of help set the stage. And the other thing, too, is... Um, did you finally get my message, Batavia? (laughs) (laughs) So, um...
1: Oh my gosh, I decided not to go to the bathroom before we started recording, and that was a mistake. (laughs) Okay, I got it. Yes, yes. Yes, I got the message. I understand. You are correct.
0: (laughs) So, um, food security, what is it? Um, by the United Nations Committee on World Food, security means all people at all times have physical, and social, and economic access to a sufficient, safe, and nutritious food that meets their food preferences and dietary needs for an active, healthy lifestyle. There you go. We're going to continue to repeat this throughout the entire thing in the beginning so everybody can kind of grasp that. And we've had opinions on it in the previous episodes. (laughs) So, you know, if you want to hear the little rants and stuff, by all means, go check it out. But specifically, um, we're going to talk today about if you can... Become food secure in a single gardening season
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right yeah I don't want to spoil it and say or how much can you accomplish in a single season I think let's leave it let's let it linger for a second you know can you accomplish food security in a single season? And I'm going yeah. to give you the benefit of saying it can be the full year. It doesn't just have to be the summer garden season. Um, oh,
0: for sure. I th- I'm calling it a full growing season, <laughs> um, and I do realize uh, that we are releasing this in the middle of a, of a gardening season. So,
1: well, you know what? Actually, let's sh- talk. Let's talk just a minute since we're still in the opening on, on that. Um, so, Young Ben and I. I mean, we talked quite a bit about the win for this series. And there was, you know, wait until the fall. We had actually had a whole other series done, right? And we could have released that in the July period, but decided against it and decided to go with this one because we think the timing is essential. We knew we couldn't wait until next year, just in good conscience. Conscious? Yeah, that's a serve.
0: Conscience. Con- conscious yeah,
1: yeah. whatever That's okay the let's good thing on. is you know <laughs> uh, like we just we couldn't do that and um sometimes it's you know well let's say say this whenever what we believe could hit us and could make things more difficult for us it's not going to happen on a schedule it's not going to happen on this day this is the first day of summer and guess what no that's just not how this thing works you know no. and we talked quite a bit about the timing and things in the last week's episode um, and so as you mentioned to us I think it was just you and I offline like pause if you haven't listened to the first two episodes and we don't normally say this we want you to listen to all of course but if you haven't listened to the first two stop what you're doing go back to the episode where we introduced the series and listen to that. Then listen to last week's and then pick up here. Um, yeah.
0: don't and, just come in right now, yeah, please. Yeah.
1: And then we'll be wrapping up next week. I think it is. Um, but yeah, yeah. you know, this is, this is almost like the, you know, when, are, when should you plant fruit trees? Like yesterday, this is like, this is what this series you know, is the equivalent to it. Like when should yeah. you release this series yesterday? You know,
0: yeah, I mean, there's never a right time to release it because anytime you do something like this, you're like, "Shit, we're late," mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know. In, in a true backyard gardens um, fashion, generally we are a little bit behind the times on releasing something, but we really tried this time, and it was it was super awkward to be like recording something and then referring to this episode, these series in the middle of something, but it. I think the timing is right because. There's still time to make changes in your garden right now as we sit here and have this conversation. There's still time to do these steps. And I would say that, you know, the the official title is, can you know, the official working title at this (laughs) moment is, can you do it in a single season? And I think really what we should have, we're not going to, but we should have said is, can you do it in a single season and a half?
1: See, because and, you're, in my opinion, this is normally the stuff, guys, that we work out before. Right? Yeah. In my opinion, <laughs> is, we have like you know 30 what, minute honey, discussions over it. Start your season that we're talking for the purpose of this is summer, fall, you know, winter, and spring now. If you're listening yeah. to this episode, if you listen to this episode in the winter, yep, yeah, you're talking about the 2023 growing season. You know what I'm saying? Like, like make it just like we do at any time. What we're sharing it's going to be applicable at the time you listen to it, right? It's not this, this thing doesn't expire what we're talking about. So it's fine.
0: Yep. And, and, and just like in the garden though, there is no fixed timeline. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it can, it it all varies. You know, does it start on your last frost date? Does it start here or there? It doesn't really matter. The fact is, is, you know, if you've listened to the last episode, you know what changes we can make just to start now. Mm -hmm. But then building on it, there's stuff that we can do now to help get a hedge on our own personal food security and even possibly our community food security mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go on a limb and say that, too. And the only thing I'm going to say about that is if we did get into a soil and Green situation, I would strongly recommend reconsidering the community part. Mm -hmm. For safety purposes. Mm -hmm. And I I don't really want to get any more into that for this. I just that's my community service announcement. Um, If you guys want to hear about that, you can let us know. Maybe we can talk about that. But I feel like it's not really a conversation for Backyard Gardens itself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, There's plenty of other places that have talked about it. So in a single season, in a single growing season, can you do it? Yeah, that's a that's a loaded question. What is before we even go, like, what are your initial thoughts on that?
1: Um, I initially... My initial kind of gut response because I'm conservative when it comes to this kind of thing, right? Um, is no, right? Um, but what let me tell you, though, because we're going to go to break. This is like if we're being interviewed on you know, television. We're going to go to break. We're going to come back and someone's going to tell Miss Batavia that she should have answered that differently. No. In all seriousness... Um, and thank you for you know letting me join this show a part of what we're doing and what we've done for these last three years and really focused in on this year um, it has led me to look at things a bit differently I know it sounds general right you know but um, they this this thing of it all it doesn't have to wait you don't have to wait to do everything you don't have to really have things button up to do everything um, you can make if you listen to the last recipe of the day shout out to Anna again because damn it's a good recipe you know from last week's episode you know you can make something out of nothing right you know so then if I look at it through that lens which is i mean that's shedding a lot of batavia that's shedding a lot of like the, like my my dna the way that i've been built yeah. and to be able to recognize that that's happening hasn't happened but it's happening is pretty huge so if i look at it through like the kind of evolving batavia lens i do think that you can make <clears> a huge <throat> impact and create food security for you and your family in a season it's possible um food security forever no <laughs> like, for, like forever, ever? No. You know, but uh, you can definitely wade through the storm, I think, so to speak.
0: So I completely disagree with you. I think you can. So it should be Flat an interesting out. conversation. Flat out. Flat yeah. out. I, Flat out. I think you yeah. can. Yeah. Um, that was not pre-planned. I honestly expected you to be like, of course you can. <laughs> Garden
1: love. We love everybody. You, you still... Um, See, it's what you want me to be. I know. That you keep on getting challenged by, and then, <laughs> then I come back, and you realize who I am, and then we're here. But it hey, definitely you should make for a good conversation. conversation.
0: So you ain't got to point at me so hard. <laughs> we
1: both. I'm using all.
0: <laughs> I got all ten pointers uh-huh. going on right now, and she's wide eyed and bushy tailed. Mm. Good night. <laughs> But no, you know, I, in the past three years, I've sat across this desk from you and this computer screen and I've, I've, I've watched you um, and your evolution mm-hmm. in, in certain areas. And I can tell you that if you do believe in evolution and if you don't, whatever, but if you do believe in some sort of evolution... Based on what I've seen, mm-hmm. it must have been a painful process for the past couple million years.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but in all seriousness, it falls right into what we're talking about. So it does. not just necessarily my mental attitude towards this. So before we met, so if I go back to 2019 and there were years leading up to this, remember, this is where I expanded in 2019 to the front yard garden. Right. Yeah. So now I have these two growing spaces, easily double the growing space. Right. And now here we are four years later I had to count on my fingers you know we're four years from now this is the fourth summer right and so you think about not only has my view on this changed in part it's also not just based on your influence and Leonard's of course it's based on what I've seen in my garden space what I know to be possible now come on now Uh, Oh, come on somebody now let (laughs) me be straight
0: now, first of all, I don't have a bell, but if I did, ding ding. And second of all, I'm not saying that it is my influence. So
1: no, you play I a big think... role
0: here. You're gonna
1: have to have uh, all of this the desk shaking edited out because the... <laughs> there are I'm not. It
0: in. This is the natural effect. There are
1: not earthquakes in Chicago. I just got way excited there.
0: Um... But I mean, it, it's it's natural for somebody to be in a garden. And I mean, dude, I'm sure you've seen it in me, mm-hmm, like some of my mm-hmm. thinking and stuff that I do. And I've definitely flip flopped on a few things. And that's not flip flopping. That's evolution mm-hmm, of my mm-hmm. thinking of this. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, as our the experiences world has changed grow, since we've the met, the world has changed, not once,
1: <laughs> not twice,
0: <laughs> but three times mm-hmm. it's changed since we've met each year. It's different. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's a new hurdle. But you've seen how things change within our gardens, and that's just simply based off of our experiences, our desires, our urges. Um, There is definitely some influence because of the show, but I can honestly say that it is not completely because of the show. Um, So there's that, but yeah, over time, we all change. And and to be specific into this subject that we're talking about, there may be somebody out there... That when we first listened, they listened to the first episode of the series may have been like, no, I'm not going to go down this rabbit hole. Mm -hmm. And now coming into this, they may very well be like, hey, maybe there's a point. Maybe, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe there's a need, right? The need to address. And it's not that, you know, before we go to our break, which we're going to go to on time today, in case you were wondering, uh, um, it's not about you know <clears throat> scaring you know the crap out of you it's about empowering you with knowledge making you aware of it and encouraging you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's what we want to do today and you know to my surprise it's going to be a little bit of an uphill battle maybe to be encouraging based on our um, our separate opinions shame but I think-
1: shame Shame, shame, shame. Listen, at every, and I, I feel like it's par for the course. Like when we talk about we as in, you know, folks that sit in seats like this, talk about these controversial topics, we feel like we need to apologize and we have to say things like we're not trying to scare you. And the act of telling someone you're not trying to scare them, like it kind of, you know, puts you, you know, sets you back, like, hold on, right? Yeah. <laughs> Saying it alone is scary. And so I really want to say, no, let's not say it at all. But I, I just know that it's a part of what you need to do again when you sit in seats like this um but then i I counter that with um it um sometimes i describe it as being conservative but sometimes it is um it's it's being safe sometimes overly so. Sometimes it's a defense mechanism. Right? So if I say you can't do it in a year and I try and I fail, well I said that I could you couldn't do it in a year anyway you know yeah, sometimes there's, the a, truth. there's a trickle of being pessimistic in there right like there's a lot i know about myself not everything but there's a lot i know about myself so it's all of these things um, um sometimes it's about being cautious as well right you know so it's that mixture of things and um if i or others have that viewpoint that shouldn't be viewed as scary Well. What I think, though, is that it's important to not kind of close your eyes and ears because of that, because you may kind of you may lean more towards the, well, I mean, we're going to change what we've been doing for 40 or 50 years. And we're just going to say, all right, I'm going to go to my yard for food to make sure. No, you know, like I I get the idea of not wanting to make that leap, what appears to be a leap. What I'm saying, though, is um, let's let's make some of the decisions and think about some of these things with care. Right, you know, yeah. um, and not to say that that's not your approach, but um, I do believe that um it's easier for some than others, right, you know, and we're we're talking about the large we're talking about the majority here, the audience, um, so I welcome the idea that you know it's just not like let's just say yes, I'm okay with what our discussion is gonna be with.
0: Oh, I'm totally okay yeah. with it, and Stop I want to. I want to. I want to tell you why I apologize. I don't apologize, but I tell you that before because mm-hmm. I've listened to things in the past mm-hmm. that have, you know, albeit important conversations, they scare you, and then the solution, quite frankly, was spend as much money as you possibly can and all of your efforts into this subject, and then. You'll, you're, you might be okay. Mm-hmm, you know, and that's not where... And I mean, I walked away from those conversations. I mean, honestly, I look f- for the tallest cliff with the shortest walk <laughs> after I was done because I was like, oh, here we come. You know, here we go. This is it. Yeah. And that's not really where I want to... I want to make it, you know, where it's something doable. There's an action that can be accomplished. You know what I mean? And it, it, it definitely, if it does scare somebody, that's fine, but I want it to be accomplishable goals something that we can all do so and I feel like we can do that maybe who said
1: we were going to break on time my last statement before break will be some of the yeah some of the shit is scary (laughs) period point blank Yeah. end sentence
0: it is so um, that message that I sent you still rest firm right now And um, I do want to say if you guys watch Soylent Green, we don't agree with everything, specifically the furniture. And we will be right back with our discussion on how we can make this happen in one season. Hey, everybody. Thanks for checking out the Backyard Gardens podcast.
1: If you like what we're doing and you want to continue to support the podcast, head over to our Patreon page to sign up.
0: You can also make a one-time donation using PayPal. Both of these links are in the description.
1: With your support, we can continue growing and helping others in their gardens. See ya.
0: We want everybody to have a garden, and we're going to give you a chance to win free seeds every month.
1: Head over to BackyardGardensTV.com and enter your email address to be entered in all of our giveaways. Good luck.
0: All right, Batavia, you got one season. What? You can't send me a message back in the beginning because it's going to mess me up. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Batavia, you got one season to make it happen, to be more secure with your food, Mm -hmm. what are you going to do?
1: Are there any rules? Like, is it just basically what I already have?
0: No, there's no rules. Whatever. It is what it is. This discussion is free.
1: This is always a catch-22. So, with you, I mean, in particular, you always set up a catch-22. So, I'm setting out at at the beginning, or wherever I am now, you know, for the next... Growing season, and one of the things that I'm going to do is always be sewing.
0: You're so you're referring to your tule fabric?
1: No, I'm referring to always sewing and patching it. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh, oh, that was terrible.
0: That was terrible.
1: Oh, it was so terrible. But I feel like I'm I'm feeling attacked, man. You know, I have a special place <laughs> no. in my heart for that stuff. Every time it tears <laughs> up, I make a hula dress. Yeah. Um, no, always be sowing seeds, man.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I get shows over. Everybody have a good day. No, seriously. I mean, and that's why I referred to like the last half, like there's still time to make a change. Mm -hmm. You know, you you can add more to your garden now. You can expand into a fall garden. Um, Batavia brought up for the next community garden show. We'll probably at some point be talking about seasonal eating, Mm -hmm. which if you start growing a fall or a spring garden, you will definitely experience seasonal eating. So, I, yeah, I mean, I, I think, I mean, let's be honest, this definitely comes down to growing more food.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But well, it,
0: the ways to do it.
1: And, and how, how can we be more wise, right? So, there are components of everything isn't equal. All things aren't equal when it comes to growing a plant. Um, and so, I don't, I don't know. I know the timing of this episode, but I don't know the timing of the video that I'm going to do. But I, if you, and that
0: video would be on be better garden. Just so y'all know,
1: ding. Um, I have this little slushy here. I don't want to knock it over, so uh, I. That'd be disastrous. Appreciate that. Um, But if you hear this first, it doesn't matter because it's important and it's relevant. So I. I don't know, maybe 90 some odd percent of my garden is based on what I sowed. You guys have heard it. If you've been around for a while, I still have trouble starting brassicas from seed. We're not diagnosing it here, but.
0: No, I'm going to go to your house and sow them for yeah, you. Next right? Year. That's yeah, right. So well,
1: sowing isn't the problem. Keeping them alive is the problem. So yeah. <laughs> getting them outside. So the, the short version of this is that I purchased. And, and I spent probably a decade purchasing transplants, so that's no thing to me. But based on this, the size of the garden now, it's just, I can't afford to pay for all of them. And, and I don't want to when it comes to transplants. Yeah. But I'm okay with shelling out some dollars if they're reasonably priced, and if it's something I really want to grow. So, broccoli, collards, cauliflower, uh, and cabbage is what I purchased for transplants this year. I thought. So... <laughs> <laughs> It was at the end of June that I realized that five of my oddly shaped collard green plants were actually Brussels sprouts. (laughs) Five. Welcome to the club. Yeah. And so not only, and I only realized that when they start, the buds started to appear. I had been questioning this early on, like what the, I've never seen leaves grow this way. Now the catch is I had already started Brussels sprouts. And of all of the brassicas that took, they took. I planted out four Brussels sprout plants. So as of this recording, I have nine Brussels sprout plants in my garden. Never would I have ever planted ever nine Brussels sprout plants that's just it's i enjoy them but that it ain't my jam based on my yeah. space i'm gonna put something else in there like maybe collard greens but anyway i bring this up now um one as a share uh two because this kind of thing is what we discuss on the garden updates which are now on patreon so i do love you enough to give you that tidbit right but three and relevant to this episode um i would have cracked the code if i would have continued to sew brassicas I first started having the problem in 2020 and I basically waited until 2021 to try it again still had problems wait until 2022 so waited until the time that I would basically need them is when I gave it another at-bat and that's not a whole lot of runway to fail and then try again right yeah. you know so as an example I would have cracked the code over these last three years if I would have continued throughout the season. So I say all of that to say, when I talk about always be sowing, it's just not like, just don't be growing crap in your, in your, in your house or whatever. It's not about that, but it's always that consciousness of if I would have tried to sow collard greens, which I almost did to sow them again when I failed this first time earlier this year, perhaps they would have took because now I have nothing. All I have is seeds, right? I'm not gonna pull the Brussels sprout plants out, but if I wanted to, I have nothing to sub in. Sure, I could go, and this is again, this is a lot what, what I cover in the video. Sure, I could I could go out and buy some transplants, but that's not my intention at this stage in the garden season, you know. So. Yeah.
0: Well, let me ask. Let me ask, uh, uh, so <clears throat> I'm gonna ask you a question, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna give another you know solution to this. But did you save any collard green seeds this year? No. Okay, that's good. So, I propose something to you, and I'm doing it live on Backyard Gardens Podcast. Mm -hmm. I um, save collard seeds, and I propose to you that you and I become seed-saving buddies. So, if I save collard green seeds, you save lettuce seeds. If I do kale, you do broccoli, and then we'll share. Because I got probably 15,000 collard seeds, so I'm going to send you some. And then if you save some seeds, you send me some of something else. And then that way, we're not eating up our entire garden with different plants. What do you say? Will you be my seed saving buddy for life?
1: I just...
0: I, I didn't expect that I reaction. Guess,
1: of course I will. Just, I love that idea so much. And It's
0: not a diamond ring, everybody. It was just a seed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Oh, my goodness. I'm literally in tears. It's such a good idea. I can't look. I'm not even going to say I can't believe that we you just came up with it. Damn it. No, it's such a good idea. We talk about how much the space, how much space it takes up to let's plants go to seed we talk about how many seeds that it produces and i know that they're like seed um you know like uh parties or whatever you go to and exchange seeds but this is actually with a full-on plan we're talking about you know and i i couldn't love this more it's a great idea it's absolutely a way to well maybe in the uh, season and a half because you know help with food security uh yeah. it's perfect yes yeah. yes so yes. i mean th- i'm not wearing a white go. dress though i'm gonna tell you that right now
0: <laughs> no let's just go for like um an off cream color how's that
1: <laughs> it's, it's probably gonna need to be a red dress is all i'm saying let's move okay. ahead
0: <laughs> let's move on let's move on just get we're going dark so um but yeah see i mean there there you go right there two minutes and now we have a plan. Mm-hmm. This That wasn't pre-planned, by the way, where we can, with a gardening friend, and if you don't have a gardening friend, get one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Communicate with somebody. Y'all are on social media. Yeah. Meet somebody. I don't like the seed swaps. I don't like that because I end up getting seeds that I don't really want to grow necessarily. So this way we can have kind of... And I mean, look, every seed that I save, you may not want, mm-hmm, and that's mm-hmm. fine, but... You know, just by doing that, like you won't have to buy any collard seeds for five years. Ever. You know what I and, mean? And the so, thing about
1: it is, and just again a note kind of logistically, the reason why um this works out so well, it's there's a trust factor e- as well, because he's gonna ship these to my house as I am go- yeah. gonna ship them to his. You know, so um obviously there's, you know, like uh, we probably don't need to say this, but let's just go ahead and say like just be cautious if you're giving someone you don't know your address may um, not oh, be the best yeah. idea. Uh, but I think that's the reason why making this a bit, a little bit more personal is important yeah. as well.
0: Yeah, because I mean, you know, over the years I've saved snow peas mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I mean, I'm never going to go through the seeds; yeah. They'll go bad. So yeah. what's the point? And I can say, you know, off the seeds that I'll send Batavia, she'll save 20, 30 bucks.
1: Mm -hmm,
0: mm -hmm. Uh, Would you throw 20 or 30 bucks on the ground and walk away? Sure sure, And let me rephrase that. It'll save her 20 to 30 bucks a year.
1: My great grandmother is passed on. uh, But I can remember one of the distinct memories as an adult um from her is i just don't understand young people i just see them and they just walk past a you know money on the ground it's like if i see a penny i'm gonna pick it up yeah you know? right. <laughs> and, and, and i mean if if I'm trying to do the math. She had to have been born like in the early 1900s, you know? And so obviously she's, she had lived through a lot. Um, and I could never walk past a penny because it, it feels disrespectful. And I'm thankful yeah. to uh, many things for that small nugget, that small lesson. Um, so $20 man, shoot, I may arm wrestle. Yeah.
0: So my wife and I, we were training for a triathlon and we were doing our bike ride one day. Uh-huh. And, um, Man, we were going like we were train, we were speed training that day. So we were going full clip. And um, I remember I-, I was riding down the road and I saw shiny stuff all over the road. And I locked my brakes up. That bitch <laughs> turned sideways. I dropped my bike and jumped off. And she's like, What are you doing? I was like, There are quarters and nickels and dimes all over the ground. She's like, You are cheap. <laughs> We got done and I took her ass. I said, let's go get some ice cream. I went out there and threw that change on the counter. I said, how cheap am I now? Uh-huh, and she's uh-huh. like, you ain't cheap at all. You did the right thing. <laughs> no, I did almost kill her. So that's a different uh, story yeah, because yeah. she almost ran me over. But that's, you know, but, um, you know, just doing stuff like that right there can make you, you know, can it, I don't want to say make or break, but I mean, look we've we've had full-blown episodes and many discussions about seed shortages mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and within that time frame we solved a seed shortage amongst us
1: and the key you know is... I would love
0: to send everybody seeds but I can't mm-hmm. just I can't keep up with all of y'all mm-hmm, I'm sorry mm-hmm. but just by doing that look at look at there
1: well I mean it's its folds into so much and that's the reason why i was like actually overwhelmed right like i can't cry on cue so that was absolutely organic right uh the sub- i think i could get you to cry on cue by the way well i mean it, when you set something up like that then that you know i'm gonna get emotional around yeah i guess that's on cue uh, <laughs> but we are now managing how many um shipments need to come to my house And and yours. Right. You know, um, there's no need for you to send me your collard green seeds right this moment. You know, Um, so you're going to package up some other seeds. You know, we'll probably exchange them at the end of the season, uh, along with any other number of things that we need to mail each other. Like, I mean, I think that it makes far too much sense. Um, It absolutely is sustainable you know um we are lightening the load we're letting someone else order the seeds that i would have ordered from online you know yeah. what i'm saying um so i mean i think that that's a great example and this is the piece that if there's anything anything whatsoever which is actually funny because it's kind of counter to this to this episode we talk about doing things kind of in small steps right yeah. so you're not going to solve your food security you're not going to create food security in just one action Period. No. Right. It's going to be multiple actions across multiple steps across this season. Right. That's how it's going to happen.
0: Right. And, you know, <clears throat> another thing and I'm, I'm experiencing this now, so I'm bringing it up is perennial planting.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So a lot of us have space in our yards. Um, and I haven't even brought this up to Batavia yet. But, I, you know, last last fall. Key word, fall. Mm -hmm. I planted a peach tree. Okay. That peach tree right now that I planted last fall has 42 peaches on it. Okay. I planted it in the fall. Mm -hmm. It got watered all winter. It wasn't a lot of pressure on it. I didn't have to water it a lot. And now it has 42 peaches on it. Okay. Just think about that for a second. Now, what else can we fit in these spaces? What else can we use with this? Now, do you know how much that peach tree cost me because I bought it in fall? It cost me $21 and I'm going to get 42 peaches off of it this year. That's a big, I mean, that's a big deal, you know, and and I'm not saying like, you can even get it cheaper. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can get it even cheaper. You know, I didn't, I, I got it a little bit earlier because I wanted to get it a little bit more established, but you can get something on discount, you know, whatever, what have you. But I did that. And I have a pear tree that I planted five years ago. Dude, I haven't even gotten a first pear (laughs) on it. Guess what's coming up out of the ground this year?
1: I'm
0: pulling it out of the ground, and guess what I'm putting in its place? A peach tree. It may not be a peach. Mm -hmm. It more than likely will be because I happen to love peaches. It could be a plum tree. Mm -hmm. It could be something else. But the fact of the matter is that it is going to continuously give me food for years to come when I don't have to replant it.
1: So this is um, what can you do? Can you do it in a season? Yes, you can. But you need a plan. And so this has been an area. It's a it's a lapse. It's a hole in kind of my garden and my gardening and my garden experience. I I like to take breaks, man. You know, I'm ready to punch out, take my 15 minutes. Right. And I can see it. I can track back. And this would really be helpful if I had written this down. But I can really track back these last couple of years when I've increased the production. I've increased the work in the garden from starting a lot by seed, from planting different things. And there are periods of time where I just shut, shut out, shut, shut out the garden, right? Like um, a goal of mine, I don't remember if it was this year or last year, to be quite honest, was it must've been last year was to be sowing every month. And with, if I include direct sowing, which I don't think was the original goal, but if I include direct sowing, I was sowing every month this year. Um, However, there are things in the garden that I didn't keep close enough watch on, right i wasn't intentional it's intentional enough about Um, my melons are a great example about that and i direct sewed some of these things cucumbers a couple of cucumbers as well and they didn't come up and guess what ended up happening i was like three or four weeks later like well shit you know let me try to sew it now and you know how i feel about melons in particular we i mean i'm barely i barely have enough hot days and i already burned three three weeks of them you know what i'm saying and so when you talk about like always be sowing, there's also this idea of always be paying attention there's the how many more years do you need to give that pear tree you know like at some point kind of the the rigidness of being absolutely pays off right let's pull it let's let's talk about what you're going to produce in the next two to three years in that space
0: yeah, I mean, dude, I can pull it and I can leave it and maybe get a pear. or I can pull it and put a peach tree and get 42 mm-hmm. peaches. I mean, I may not get 42 peaches off of it, but you know what I mean? Um, but the, so, yeah, the
1: key here is creating food security doesn't in a, a growing season doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to pull all of the food from my garden this year and in turn be secure. Right. You are taking steps where you have planted something that will Lead to food security, an element of it, right? You know, you have some diversity now. You have some fruit growing, which is a part of a healthy diet, right? Um, and that was an aha moment for me, to be quite frank.
0: That oh, was it. Yeah, yeah. Well, and so I want to be totally transparent here, which I would have it no other way. Um, I did not go into this peach tree endeavor. Mm-hmm. With the idea to do, I definitely last year was like, look, maybe this pea, this pear tree is just not going to work out. I don't know, and I was like, okay, well, if that one took five years, the peach tree, you know, maybe I won't get peaches. Maybe I will. Who knows? I don't really know how it's going to work out, but I have this small space. Let's just give it a shot, and see what happens. As I saw it producing, I immediately thought to myself, there's a change that can be made. And at that point, didn't cost me anything. I already made the purchase before, so I know, roughly, I know inflation is crazy, so let's just say it's going to cost me 8% more, mm-hmm. so it'll be you know, $25 this year or something. But I can do that and still have a plan. So, I didn't go into it with a plan, but I adjusted as I went. And I I wasn't as rigid about my plan mm-hmm. as some people would think, so... Um, you know, sometimes you got to be flexible Yeah. and sometimes your ideas, you know, don't, I mean, dude, uh, and this isn't, well, it doesn't have to do with my garden, but like with the podcast and stuff that I film and whatnot, a lot of times I wake up in the middle of the night and write it down. (laughs) I like, it comes to me. So, you know, that being said, like I, that didn't happen, but as I saw it unfolding, Throughout the year and the time, I was like, look, something's got to change. Let's make this change. And it has always been a desire of me to have regularly reproducing mm-hmm. plants. You know, your herbs, for example, a lot of, you know, my ar- oregano. So my oregano is, <clears throat> turns out, it's very important to us. I don't eat a lot of oregano, but what I use the oregano for is my chickens. Mm-hmm. So I feed it to my chickens because it is... um has antiseptic properties so it can help them with any kind of sickness they have or anything like that. So my oregano just grows wild in it's this space, you know what I mean? So just planting these perennial things, sage, these types of things, you know, um, chamomiles, a, a lot of the herbs that we talked about in our herb series, our herbal remedy series, all that stuff, you know, um, and if they're not, they easily are re So there's that as well.
1: Yeah. I, um, As it relates to perennials, I planted, I gave strawberries another go. My plants um, had petered out. You know, strawberries aren't like a lifelong plant. Um, Right. And so I bought some new strawberry plants, put it in the garden. I'm going to get a few years out of that. Um, as you know, I planted asparagus for the first time this year, um, and we know that that again, it's the I'm investing in in this growing season and my future food stability, food security, right? Right? You know.
0: And how is that asparagus going for you, by the way? Oh,
1: it's well. What I've learned over the last year or so is asparagus is done in the spring. Right. You know, so the last if I was in like year three, I would be finishing or just finished harvesting the rest of the asparagus. So it did what it was supposed to do, it seems. It's still not in the perfect location. There was a more perfect location. I chose not to put it in. So it looks like maybe um, seven of the 10 crowns that I planted actually came up right now. They're going into that kind of fern situation. So we'll see kind of as they put more energy into building the roots now what happens next spring
0: right so and the and the benefit of that too i imagine is once they get perennialized uh they probably don't need to be watered as much
1: which is an excellent point in general like perennials are just tougher man
0: yeah and do you know what asparagus has taught me what so you do you you know i don't grow asparagus Mm -hmm. right and you know I don't grow asparagus because I didn't want to wait a year for a harvest, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. But did you know that if I would have planted if I would have shut the hell up and planted yep. it 5 years ago, I'd be swimming in asparagus. Yep.
1: And it's more like there it th- is. Th- 3 years really. Like on the 3rd year is the one that you really can get in there and start, you know, right. eating it directly out of the dirt. Um excuse me. I think that that's that's I mean, that's exactly it. That's a great example of when we talk about It is, it has to do with, you know, talking about food security, how many, um, you know, cabbages you're pulling from your garden, how many tomatoes that you're pulling from, you're harvesting from your garden. Sure, it absolutely does uh, include that, but it also includes what you're putting into how you're managing your garden this season, right? You know, have you expanded yet? Did you have plans on it? I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say at this point in July, you probably want to wait until maybe September when the weather cools off just a bit for most of us. But like do it, man. Yeah. You know,
0: that's one thing. Um, and asparagus, and I've thought this for a couple of years now, is my uttermost failure for not planting. Mm-hmm. I should have planted it when I first got the notion to plant it and just let it grow, do its thing. And I've even thought about maybe tying up an entire one of my beds in my wild garden and just well, just grow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: You know I think what it's I mean? Generally like stop. Sold, and you can buy it maybe in the fall, like pre-order it. And if you're you know you're buying it online, in most cases, and it's generally um, shipped out in the spring because it's one of those things you're planting early, early in the spring. There, of course, you know, there's asparagus seeds, you know. Um, and there is asparagus. Dude, I've heard to not buy
0: asparagus seeds.
1: Yeah, there are asparagus plants you can get from like your home improvement stores. Um, I, I don't know for sure cause I've not done either of those, you know, I, I was willing to make the investment, um, which I mean, it's not like this isn't cheap, you know, like I'm investing in the next 10, 15, 20 years. You know what I'm saying?
0: You're investing in your future with time and money. You know mm-hmm, what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so a part of this conversation too is I mean obviously we're going to say and I would be remiss to say expand your garden if you're consider if you're worried about food securities but that you know it doesn't have to be a total yard makeover mm-hmm. into a complete thing but adding a little bit here and there you know a couple containers you know another garden bed here or there something um, I agree with you, Batavia. The connection is terrible, so... <laughs>
1: mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I, I
0: can hear you, so we'll take okay, that. Um, um, but
1: also, it's... Again, it may not be full on expansion. It could be reconfiguring, you know. Um, yeah. It is... It could be adjusting your thoughts or attitudes or plans around a particular space. Uh-huh, That's uh-huh. it.
0: That's key right there. That's very key. Uh, I like that you said that because I feel like, you know, <clears throat> I gotta... I, I got to kind of get in here real quick and kind of get my yes, you can going on. So by getting in in the spring, in the winter, in spring and fall, and like from this time forward, and you can still add a whole nother garden bed to plant. Like that's definitely a possibility. You, you can, you know, sow more seeds and all that stuff is going to set you up for the upcoming seasons. You know what I mean?
1: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I'm sending you a picture of how, of how much I smiled when you said that. Since the screen is frozen, you can't see me.
0: I saw you smile. It froze on your smile.
1: Ah, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Won't he do it? Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I mean, it, it's, you know, in all reality, like, there is time. You know, if you don't preserve, there's time to preserve. If you, you know, a lot of us can squeeze in another squash. We can squeeze in something else. You can start doing kale, collards. You know, it's coming into fall gardening mm-hmm, season, mm-hmm. you know, making that plan, plant your carrots, you know, maybe you can get a carrot harvest and try parsnips if you've never tried parsnips. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I did potatoes for the first time this year. I, I added um, raspberries in as a perennial crop. So they'll keep coming. So, you know, I'm expanding in different ways and I'm building onto my edible landscape is really what I'm doing. So um, we did a episode about that and a video so if you want to check that out in the video i kind of went around and talked about my edible landscape and i've even added on since then but you know between the times of when this releases which should be like the middle of july i believe um until the end of the growing season dude you can get a full crop in and if you've never grown in the fall you can have another couple months of food coming not to mention that a lot of the crops that you harvest especially root crops will hold up in your refrigerator for a while
1: mm-hmm.
0: so you don't even have to do anything to them
1: i was just looking at the dates when you said it yeah so we're in mid-july when this releases and two years ago the time i was successful starting seeds indoors for fall i started kale it was your curly kale and i started a whole bunch of lettuce and those plants took not only did those plants the lettuce took me through like early December, right? I was uh cutting and coming again. Um, which there is something to be said about when you apply certain techniques as well, right, to help build into your food security. But the kale, not only did the kale provide food that fall, I ended up and I share this again to be completely transparent because it may have impacted you know, what happened in the next spring, I put, I had them in containers. I put those containers inside of a raised bed. That bed was covered with plastic that entire winter. So I'm in Chicago. Um, I garden in zone 6A. I know I don't say it often because there's a very embarrassing episode (laughs) where I say something different in the earlier days of this podcast, but I didn't just say
0: it. You didn't just say it. You (laughs) yelled
1: yelled it. yelled it. Yeah, yeah. I banged on the desk, you know. I was twisting my fingers and hips. And And
0: we still have listeners that refer to it, and I love it every time you do. You guys are great.
1: I mean, it is notable. Let's just say that. (laughs) Um, But I say all that to say that next spring, I pulled off that plastic, and those plants continue to produce. Again, they're biennial kale in this example is and so they ultimately went to see but i got a ton of early spring vegetables you know so i say that to say don't trip on it being july it's not over for you you know and in six a, what is it i think it's a negative five is our low you know so um let's let's not get it twisted here folks you still could be doing things and- you could still build uh on your goal to have food security in this growing season.
0: Right. And I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say something and it's gonna be uncomfortable, but if it's it's in July and if you think your gardening season's over and you're worried about food security, then you need to tighten up mm-hmm. and get out there and plant something because you technically are just getting started. <laughs> You've got a whole nother season. You need to buck up Buttercup and get out there and do it. And it's not that hard to you know, make space. It's making tough decisions is the hard mm-hmm, part.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But if you're if this is your first year, you know what? Write it out. See what's gonna happen your first year. But take note of what's gonna happen. So next year you go because like we've said, it's all about the plan and it's all about your knowledge of what's unfolding in your garden right now. And once you know that in September You're going to get two more tomatoes and you're going to get about 15 green tomatoes. Then you can answer the question to yourself in regarding the food security. Is it worth it to keep this tomato plant here? Mm -hmm. That is up for you to decide. I can tell you my decision and you know it. So I'm not even going to say it, but that's up for you to decide. And then that's an empowering process that you can have in your garden.
1: Just to clarify, six, eight, and the reason why I don't say it, another example is the, the particular is it's actually a negative 10 to negative five Fahrenheit, um, and right. as low as negative 23 to 20 um, Celsius. But I mean, I think that uh, those kinds of things come into consideration. In July, you should be thinking about how many more days you have for which crops. Right. You know, so in July, I'm not worried about, you know, getting to negative 10, you know, in October for my tomato plants. But I definitely know that come September, definitely going into October, while my last... Um, what's it first average frost date is closer to the end of October. Um, There's still a lot of 50 degree, 40 degree nights ahead of me, you know? So there are crops that I could be starting now from seed that will enjoy that weather much more than some of my summer things that are in that space now. Right. And I'm still going to continue to grow and nurture those summer things for a while longer, but let's start thinking about what's going to serve me best. Right. And I mean, dude, Go plant some garlic. Mm-hmm. There
0: you go. As easy as that. Go plant some garlic. Well, maybe not in July, you know, I, but
1: order your garlic if you're going to buy it online. Like this is the time that's about to start selling out.
0: Be so prepared I've got to a video. Some,
1: yeah, I'm going to give you a plug, man. Give me a second here.
0: <laughs> no, wait, don't tell them. Don't don't tell them right. what I said I'm going to do. But it's it's out there. Mm-hmm. And the video is about me growing garlic and where I get it from. And um. I think you may be surprised. Mm-hmm. So, but you're right. If you order it or whatever, like go ahead. Don't sleep on mm-hmm. it. I'm gonna go ahead and tell mm-hmm. you right now because the vampire epidemic is pandemic at this point, and there is no garlic to be found, brother. I'm here to tell you. And for all you Southern people, first of all, howdy ho, Ranger Joe. your. You, it's hard for us to order garlic because we have to plant it so late. Mm-hmm. It's hard for you to order. So go ahead, get your orders in if you're gonna do so because. There's no easier crop to grow in the winter time. Yeah. No yeah. easier crop, and may I add, food-changing crop as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For abroad, all food that you eat, you, garlic changes everything, and it's for the better. I mean, yeah. let's be—who doesn't like garlic?
1: And who doesn't want to combat um, vampires? Thank you. I was thinking. Dracula. You're welcome. Um, I the same thing. I um, I did this a couple of years ago. and ended up didn't I didn't do it the next year I bought a rosemary um plant which is one of probably the better things to buy versus starting from seed um so a rosemary planted in a little you know starter cup or whatever and I again I've, you've already heard the stats when it comes to I'm not the coldest place, but it does get pretty cold. I left it in a garden bed. This is again, a garden bed that had plastic over it. It came back that next spring, you know, essentially a perennial grew that full next year. And then that next winter, I didn't cover and it ended up dying. So again, it could have been that winter was harder than most. Um, It could be that, you know, it's only a perennial with some level of protection. But either way, I mean, these are the things we're talking about. Like, what are you trying to, no pun intended, preserve? What are you trying to take until the next year? Do you have plans on overwintering some things? I've seen, and I haven't, I haven't poked around too much, but I've seen things where people are planting um, as a standard onions in the fall in cold climates like mine yeah you know with the goal of intentionally not harvesting them until they get up to size in the spring you know um so i personally not onions I've done is it. on my list for next hmm? year
0: onions is on my list for next year i've, I've this is my third year trying and i'm going i'm going to get it this, yeah. this is the year
1: now this is actually a pretty interesting bit because we talk about things like onions we talk about things like potatoes we have talked about these vegetables and we know that you know up until like right this moment still they're still really reasonably priced right um and so i still don't believe food security means growing absolutely everything yourself doesn't mean that um I think that again, we talk about supplementing, you know, in some cases, the garden is supplementing your grocery store bill. In some cases, the grocery store is supplementing your garden, right? Um, But it's taken some years for me to get this handle on growing potatoes as an example, right?
0: Well, I gotta, I gotta stop you, because you're teetering into the next episode. Okay. Be careful.
1: Leonard... (laughs) I was, Leonard, was I was looking at him and he was looking at me and I was looking at him and he's looking at me, but he didn't say anything. So he, I kept on talking. He
0: just got this stupid smile on his face. and I was like, what are you doing, Leonard? And he was like, I don't know. I'm just looking at her trying to figure out what's going on. So <laughs> Leonard, screw you. So, um, yeah. Pause no, there, I,
1: parking lot. Here.
0: <laughs> so, but, you know, it's first of all, we do talk about growing onions and potatoes and stuff like that. And why do we talk about that? Because you don't have to do a damn thing for it to last. It lasts. And it's nutritious and in hard times. You're gonna want some potatoes and onions because we all gonna be eating some stew. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then you throw in a little bit of canned tomato in there and and a little bit of garlic. That's that's your meal. Yeah, and, you know what I'm saying? That's that's your meal. And
1: to finish your thought on onions. Like I, it's for some people it's easy, but for a lot of people it ain't. You know. No. So let's let's start. Let's practice this thing,
0: right? But the one thing I do have to say, and and this comes with practice and experience is once I get something to grow Mm -hmm. one year I can do it year after year after year but that comes with practice and you know once you start mastering a handful of plants Mm and I use mastering very loosely (laughs) by the way but once you figured out a handful of plants you start to get a grasp on it so you know like and this will be the test last year I got a micro harvest of Brussels sprouts this year Let's see if I can improve upon that, because if I do, then because that'll be a big test, because Brussels sprouts are hit or miss here, and I know I harp about them all the time, but they're damn it, they're out of my brain. So, it's one of those things where once I get a handle on it, like I've got that far, now I know I can tweak and get a little bit better and better and better. And then same with my onions. Like, I grew potatoes this year. First time growing potatoes, got probably, I don't know, maybe 10 pounds of tomato potatoes, um, was hardly worth... I could buy a bag of potatoes at the grocery store way cheaper, but now that I've done that, I can move ahead next year and potentially, you know, hopefully, you know, increase my harvest on that Mm -hmm. based Mm -hmm. on my experience because I've done this for a while now and I know like my tomatoes, same thing, you know, now you're going to have a bad year. Some years you're going to have crop failure and that's, that's just the way it is, but knowing the signs and the things to look for and all that stuff and that's i mean that's why we're here is to help you guys with that and ultimately though you can listen to us and watch everything we do and everybody else but until you do it you ain't gonna learn nothing yeah until you get your hands out there and stick your hands in the dirt and stop researching it and get up and do it
1: yeah i think that based on your experience of growing turnips excuse me and generally you'll harvest them at different times but that creates this balance of you guys were eating uh, turnips as if they were potatoes a couple of years ago right you know and so that while anyone can generally do that if you know like okay you could decide that's what you're going to do you confirm that you you and your family enjoy it you know um you don't want to eat turnips for all of the year but guess what you're gonna have the sweet, sweet treat of potatoes. You know? That's right. <laughs> once you grow those in the spring. so That's right. And the
0: key is, once you grow those, they last longer. So then I can have them to go with my turnips. Mm-hmm. And when you mix potatoes and turnips together, you get a heavenly, delicious mixture. So um, it's, you know, and now I, I wanna take a step out real quick. We're running out of time extremely fast. I wanna take a step out of um, the vegetables. And all that. And I mean, you can even include in this, but I want to tell you, you need to learn different techniques in your garden and you can do that this year. You can start propagating. Okay. The act of propagating is essentially taking a cutting, making another plant for free. For instance, my big thing this year was hydrangeas. I took my hydrangeas, I trimmed them and I made eight more hydrangea plants worth a total of $160 at the store. So just by doing that, I have not touched them. I haven't done a damn thing since I started them. I did a a garden live and um, somebody actually scoffed at it when I did it, but I was like, here's my uh, hydrangeas. Let's see if it's got any roots. I just pulled it up out of the pot and showed the roots because I wanted to know if there was any damn roots Mm -hmm. on it, if I was successful at all, Mm -hmm. but it was shocking to see And I put it back in and it was fine. But by doing that now I am increasing. So, you know, Propagating tomatoes. You can do that. You can do different flowers because let's not trip on that either. Flowers are very important in this whole food Mm -hmm. security thing. We need pollinators. And so, why not give them a place to live?
1: So, this is breaking news. I did this last episode. I'm not going to keep on doing it. So, this is absolutely the type of thing that I speak on in a garden update. Which, again, are now found on... You got to stop. Yeah, no, I'm on joking. Patreon. I'm just giving them a taste. Just a little taste. I, for the first time ever, hand-pollinated. And I hate it. I've hated it. I didn't want to do it. And you want to know what I hand-pollinated? This is what you do to me. Can you guess? We're running out of time, so you got to guess right. Squash. God darn it. You're so much better at this guessing thing. Yes. <laughs> yes. And so the way I had it planted, kind of the way the setup was, I watched one squash go bad. And I'm just like, you know, the pollinators aren't finding this thing, right? So I I did actually attempt to correct that as well. But I said, listen, I finally got some male flowers here. When the first one appeared, there were no male flowers. So I'm going ahead. I'm going to do this thing. And I did it. And I feel good about it. (laughs) But I mean, I I think the idea is... um, it's probably one of the least flowery areas in my garden where this particular squash plant is. So, absolutely, yeah. they're important, you know.
0: So, And, I mean, don't kill yourself buying this stuff. Start the seeds. You know, we're going to be a broken record, but it goes with this food security thing. Starting seeds, saving money, propagating, planting, expanding. Like, all of these things kind of go in. Now, do you have to do it all in one year? No, you don't. But I'm going to give you my official thought on this fall is the best time to plant perennials hands down plant them in fall I posted on um, last year I posted on patreon article that the state of New York itself actually only plants in fall they don't plant anything in the spring they now they did the studies they did the tests and they did it and then I was already in the process of doing that, and I've noticed each year that when I buy stuff in the fall, Mm -hmm. things work out better. So this year I plan to start. You know, I'm well. Actually, next week I'll be starting all of my perennial seeds. That all of my perennial seeds that don't need stratification, which is the process of a hot cold to weaken the outside of the seed in order for the the roots to come out of it for it to germinate. But everything that doesn't need that, I will be planting now or starting inside, hardening off and planting in the fall. So when it comes time for them to bloom in the spring, they're already more comfortable. They've been in the ground for six months. They're ready to go. So you're going to get a faster bloom off of them and less maintenance.
1: So my final comments, um, and they wouldn't be final. It's only because we're at the hour mark. Um if you're saving seeds and you're new to saving seeds, if you have any apprehensions, which you generally shouldn't. Uh it's a great time before you package those things up, drop them in some dirt, do a, a germination test, right? Yeah. You know, um you you're not going to plan on truly starting them until probably next year, but let's get an idea of what you're dealing with now. You know, and I don't necessarily say you need to do that for, yeah, you don't have to do that for everything, you know, but your very important crops, it doesn't hurt, you know, um, you could save yourself some some time next year.
0: Yeah, do 10 seeds in a wet paper towel, If seven of them germinate, you got roughly 70% germination Mm -hmm. rate. There you go. Heidi Ho. Okay, so that being said, we have another special recipe from YouTube. So we'll be right back with the recipe of the day. If you guys want some Backyard Gardens gear,
1: go to the link below and check out our t-shirts, mugs, pint glasses and other gear.
0: All purchases go towards helping to support the show. So thank you so much in advance and we hope you enjoy.
1: We want you to be a part of our gardening community. DM us a picture of your garden at Backyard Gardens TV on Instagram and we will share it with our listeners.
0: So, first of all, I want to say, if you want to give us a recipe, there's two places we're accepting recipes. One of them is on Patreon, and the other one is on YouTube. If you could, just comment into an actual podcast episode or recipe, we would appreciate it. Um, that way, we can it's easier for us to find. But this one comes from Danielle. And she says, uh, she gave it to us on our watermelon recipe, our watermelon podcast about you should grow them. And I want to say this. I'm seeing a little bit of a pattern here, and I just want to say I hope that we haven't totally brainwashed everybody into simple cooking, <laughs> but then I kind of hope we do because it's amazing. So
1: I, I don't um, think we've brainwashed people into simple cooking. I believe we've provided a safe space for those that have always cooked simply to say I it out like loud. That. Mm-hmm.
0: I like that. So um, Danielle says, I have, I have a recipe of the day for you. I like the enthusiasm you have Danielle. She said frozen watermelon chunks, lime juice and honey agave to taste, all blend it up and it gives you a watermelon sorbet, delicious and quick. Hot damn. There it is.
1: I read I read the recipe and I got a little teary around the sorbet. Like I'm like that's it. That's it. That's what I'm looking for. That's what yep. I'm looking for. I'm going to try it yep. first with my store-bought watermelon. I'm just going to tell you the truth of the matter.
0: Hey, look. She didn't say you had to grow it. <laughs> and as you know, we're all about supplementing, so you don't have to grow your watermelon. But it does help if you do. But, um, no, I, I like that it's a safe space for people. Because, man, there's so many recipes out there that are so complicated. It's like, if you want, it's like, all right, you, you got to use uh frozen watermelon, but it's got to be diced up into no bigger than one-eighth chunks. And then you've got to use uncurified, unstained cane sugar with a little bit of the stem of the lime or, you know, something stupid like that. So, super easy. Um, Danielle, we're going to try it. I love it. Uh, thank you for giving it to us. And like I said, if you guys want to give us a recipe, which by far, well, I would say is becoming the, the research we're doing for these newer episodes is kind of difficult, mm-hmm. but all, you know, the recipe <laughs> by people providing the recipe to share really takes a load off of us. So thank you so much. Um, we love them.
1: Wait, no, no. So we've, on. there's a whole plant leaf up in between the Fix that.
0: Listen to our Russell. Uh-huh. And- <laughs>
1: I, it, there's a pellet leaf but there's also paper and it's the same paper that was in the last episode so I didn't want to say that <laughs> there you
0: go <laughs> but um, you know don't be so complicated when you cook just enjoy the actual flavors of your food um, so I hope you guys have taken you, you know you can take some of these for the, the food security and especially this episode and I still stand firm as if you make the changes that we've talked about we've talked about planting perennial we've briefly touched on expanding which i didn't feel like we needed to talk a whole lot about um we've talked about growing in other seasons a little bit of preserving if you do those things you're walking your way into a more secure future in one season do you still stand firm in no batavia
1: well, uh, maybe you zoned out. I had a, know that I had a really long explanation with all kinds of caveats and points and asterisks. Then I said, I believe so.
0: I don't think I zoned out. I think I got lost.
1: It's quite possible. <laughs> all right, Let's just call it maybe and, and be done.
0: <laughs> hey, look, I, I I'll think, take a maybe.
1: Remember, the aha moment was not just looking at what you're harvesting, then equaling food security. All of the things we've talked about. Lead into, including harvesting what you're harvesting out of your garden today, the decisions you make, what you're planting, how you're treating perennials, like all of those things lead into it. Right. So I'm going to go ahead and say yes.
0: There it is, people. Evolution in one hour. (laughs) You couldn't ask anything faster than that, can you? No, in all seriousness, um, everybody Thank you for being part of us. If you'd like to support us, you know, all the links are below. Check out the YouTube channel. It'll help support us as well. It costs you nothing and you get a little bit more knowledge and maybe some entertainment. Um, I was going to say something and I forgot. How how bad is that?
1: Were you going to say, see ya?
0: Oh, no, I wasn't. Actually, hold on one second. This is what I was going to close with. Um, and I hate that I'm saying it after you said that because that's not the way we do it. But... All of the problems, all the many problems that can get you to where there's a food security issue, you can take all of the solutions and put them together and have a solution to food security.
1: Oh, that was a lot.
0: It was. Now say it.
1: I, I need, I'm going to need you to break that down for me offline.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: so, so we can do that. See ya.
0: <laughs> we hope you enjoyed today's show. Please follow us on YouTube at Backyard Gardens TV,
1: Instagram at Backyard Gardens TV, Over on our website, BackyardGardensTV.com. And then we have Patreon at Backyard Gardens. And
0: don't forget to check out our links below to help the show. Thank you so much for joining us as we learn to grow and grow for change. Cut. Now you know why people feel like celebrating at harvest time.
1: All over the world, people have feasting and good times when the crops have been gathered in.
0: Hey, everybody. Thanks for checking out the Backyard Gardens podcast.
1: If you like what we're doing and you want to continue to support the podcast, head over to our Patreon page to sign up.
0: You can also make a one-time donation using PayPal. Both of these links are in the description.
1: With your support, we can continue growing and helping others in their gardens. See ya.